It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome on into Utah Car Sense, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. I'm Adrian Lizer in for Austin Horton, who is uh, has the day off today, so getting a little R&R for Austin. So I'm sitting in. I'm here with Jeff Miller, and I'm excited to be back. It's been a little bit since I hosted the show. I have to wait for Austin to ask for my <laughs> fill-in, but I'm happy to be here. Ask I was for up, your talents and expertise. Yes, exactly. And uh, I always have a great time uh, filling in on the show because who doesn't like to talk about cars? Exactly. And uh, as a long time, me and my family, long time Mark Miller Subaru customers. Uh, I saw better. you in the store yes. last week. Yes, I just <laughs> had to get a little uh, little recall done. It took about. Uh, he said oh, it might be an hour. It took 20 minutes. Which recall was it? Uh, the brake lamp. Brake lamp one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's amazing. I was, not to get too off track already, but I was like, oh, what is this effect? Because it was kind of a minor thing, yeah. but it needed to be done because these recalls happen on every car. And uh, he's like, oh, it can affect this and this and this. Yeah. And just a car is a big old computer. Because I'm thinking, oh, it's just the light, the brake lamp. And it's little stuff. It's the uh, perfumes and different smells affect the seal right. on this brake light thing. So they had to fix, change the design because one or two failed. That's that's amazing. And that's I what happens that. is that a few of them fail in the country and they're proactive and they don't want yep. it to happen in a time where it could hurt somebody. So they go out and fix yeah. hundreds of thousands of them. I, I guess is like the the brake lamp switch and then it can affect the abs system so i was like well oh, well that would be good to have working correctly so yeah. and so yeah it's crazy but you know got it done in about 20 minutes they no, we don't mess around with brakes no you guys do a great job down there in that service department of course the the cafe uh mm-hmm. you know it you know charging stations books to read tv going coffee all anything you can need so i highly suggest take i've got my 2013 Impreza, which I still love that car very much. A little wagon. That's a great little car. Yeah, it is. So uh, check them out down there. They have the Midtown and Southtown stores. So, of course, see Jeff down there and their great sales staff. And, of course, home of uh, the Promise Pricing, yep. uh, negotiation-free. Uh, you guys are, you know, as I worked the Jazz game last night, you're sponsoring that as well. And uh, it's great to have you guys on board. It's a lot of fun. We're happy to. Jazz, uh, they fall short yeah, last night, but otherwise did. a good game. They got taken. Yes, it got the. That uh, was a foul. We could get into the referees. We'll, but yes. well, we'll get that. About one o'clock, the two-minute report will come yes, out. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That was a missed call. I will say. Donovan will get vindicated. And he was unhappy after the game, saying <laughs> it was the third time this year already that he has been uh, screwed out of a call. And so the one was on that three. What was the, what's the third one? Uh, he said uh, in the Milwaukee game. Uh, he got fouled and he should have had free throws. So, okay. uh, but they won that one. Anyway. But then he said, he said, "Thank God, Bog uh, Boyan hit the shot." Yep. And uh, but anyway, so uh, check him out down there. We'll get into more what Mark Miller Subaru has to offer for you. Got a fun show today. Of course, the phone lines are up open. Uh, you can give us a call at any time eight five five three four zone, and uh, you can get on the show with Jeff and I and talk about anything cars. Um, today we're going to get into a few things. We're going to get into um, a great event that Subaru of USA does every single year. Um, also, winter. It's almost here. It's starting to get a little chillier. You wake up in the morning, it's 30 degrees. We're going to talk about winterizing your car a little bit. Some tips I've found from the internet, uh, what to do for your car in the winter. Um, for me, there's a lot of things because I work late, and nothing I fear more than getting out of here at 1 a.m. 
on a cold January night and my car not started. Car not started. Yes. Oh, yeah. got to be the worst feeling Just ever. so stressful. <laughs> it happened to me once a couple years ago, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Luckily, I had AAA. I got them in there. But anyway, lots of tri- ticks and, uh, tips and tricks. Um, we're also going to get into SEMA a little bit, Great, a giant event that they do in Las Vegas every mm-hmm. single year for accessories. Jeff was showing me some cool Subaru things they've got coming up. So a lot to get into today. Call us. Call the show. We'll have you on, and uh, we'll hopefully come up with a poll question as we go along today because those are always fun. Let's do that, and we'll do uh, prizes for people who call in. We'll do a, let's do an MM Direct Pass. We haven't done that in a while. Cool. So what we'll do is that anybody at the end of the show will call in, and the winner will get a free oil change at either one of our express letters, including MM Direct, which is our pickup drop-off service. So, oh, awesome. Yeah, we'll pick up your car, drop it back off to you within 20 miles of the store. So. That will be the giveaway today. How long have you been doing that? Uh, probably a year or two now, two That's years now. That's a great probably. service. Yeah, so it's included with when we do our new car, we do maintain the love, which is our two-year free maintenance on a new car. It's included as part of that. So people get that as part of their first two years of maintenance. And then we do it with a lot of our warranty repairs and things awesome. like that. And if someone wants to do it on their own, we charge them $20 each way. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So that's super simple. MF Direct, you know, that just convenience-wise – yeah, we'll pick up your car. Sometimes, pick yeah, it up at your yeah. house. I mean, Austin's used it a couple times on his cross track where he just picked it up here at the station, actually. Yeah. Take the car down, get the soil changed, bring it right back, deliver it back to him. That's great. Do you know, people are busy, and uh, sometimes driving down to wait in line to get your car worked on is something that we don't always have time to get go out of our way to do, but we have to do. That's a great service uh, from Mark Miller. So anyone who calls in today... Right? Anyone? Yep. Bring Anybody it. who calls in, we'll make you eligible, and we'll draw at the end of the show. Cool. If you And you may win that MM Direct Pass. So speaking of Subaru, Jeff, let's start. As uh, Subaru has unveiled their 2019 Share the Love event, it is the 12th annual. And I, for one, think this is one of the coolest things that Subaru does. And, of course, you guys are involved in. Um, this year they will be working with the American Society for the Prevention of Animal Cruelty, or Cruelty of Animals, the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, and the National Parks Foundation. And I was just watching the uh, unveiling video uh, that Subaru put out, and yeah, that thing, that will tug at your heartstrings. Yeah, it's, and it's neat because uh, two or three years ago, they started doing adding a local flair to it. Yeah. So the idea of the local flair is they allow us to pick our local charities. Very so we cool. have our two local charities that we pick for it. And then we try and solicit the people to donate to our local charities over the national ones to try and get the money local. Yeah, uh, that's great. So, I mean, Subaru and, nationally on this, to give you an idea of the scope of this, in the last 11 years is over $145 million that's been donated through this program. Yeah, I saw they've uh, 57,000 animals have been helped. Yep. 2,200 Make-A-Wish, 2.2 million Meals on Wheels, uh, 100 national parks, and uh, so cool. Yeah, it's amazing. And so, I mean, put in perspective just from the local side, last year – our two local nonprofits, we wrote checks over $120,000 just to our local ones. And so we're excited. So this year, we've um, the theme we did, on we launched this Thursday night. We had our big VIP event at the store, and we launched this event on Thursday. So it's live right now. But um, the two, we, basically our theme is honoring hometown heroes is what cool. we're calling it. So our two local nonprofits are the Malinois Foundation and Sharing Place. So what Malinois Foundation is, is and we've talked to them about on the show a few times, but they provide service animals for veterans. So veterans come back, PTSD, any kind of reentry issues, things like that. And, and, we, and they provide fully trained service animals to help them get through it. And it's not a cheap venture. No. The, the average service of animal costs around $20,000. So we're hoping through this event to get three or four 
service animals placed with veterans. So that's part of it. The other one's the sharing place. And for those you know, the sharing place is a little location located about 39th South mm. in 39th or 33rd, 33rd maybe, 33rd South in um, Holiday Area. And what they do is they provide grief support for families who've lost a loved one. And one in 16 children under the age of 18 will lose a parent, which is a pretty crazy number. That's a lot. Yeah. So what they do is from anything. So we Especially had, under that age when uh, that's yeah, such a, a hard time to lose. really age. brave little boy, yeah. Griffin, who came in at, at our event on Thursday, and he'd lost his dad. His dad was a firefighter, mm. and he lost his dad in the California fires last year. A tree, they dropped flame retardant, a tree fell yeah. on him. and I remember the story. And, that, yeah. and, he, and he died. And, it's, and what they do with these boys is that the problem is there's such a stigma around it. No one wants to be around these kids, and they don't want to say something to upset them. And what the best thing possible for these kids is to talk about it. Right. And so they start everything with, my name's Griffin, and my dad died. And this is how he died. Mm. And they'll talk about it. And the idea is that they need to talk about it to get it out there. And it's such an incredible service for these kids. I hope, I mean, hopefully it's saving their lives. Because if they can yeah. deal with this now and figure it out now, then it's not going to affect them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So we're so excited to have those two partners on it. They're going to be at our stores every Saturday. The One of the two stores okay. will be there with a to talk about what they do and talk about how you can volunteer and help them. Other things we've got on it. So we're going to donate. So it's $250 that we'll donate plus an extra $50 that we're throwing in as Mark Miller Subaru to our local nonprofits for every car we sell. So that means every car we sell, $300 is going to a nonprofit. And then we're also a service component out this year. So every oil filter, so I did do it by oil filters, okay. not by our repair orders. So every oil filter we sell, we will donate $5. A combined $5 from us and Subaru America to our Share the Love charities. So we think that's another $20,000 we'll add on to the pile. Oh, yeah. And we do a lot of oil changes. Right, and that's something that, you know, if you go into Mark Miller Subaru, you feel like yeah, so if you you go in and if just you're not going in change, to buy a car, right? Yeah, if you don't and, want to yeah. have the money to buy a car, go to our Express Center. Any, we do any maker model, either one of our Express Centers. No appointment needed. Go in, and they'll do an oil change in your car, and you'll donate money to the nonprofit. So, And, that, and that's a great way to, especially locally, like you're talking about, you know, this is a great national mm-hmm. uh, program, but when we, we get into these are people in our community, Absolutely. and if you go in for an oil change, that's just – you know, if you can't go buy a car, and that's fine. Maybe you just got into a car. Maybe you just got your new Subaru, and yeah. you're going to need oil changes. Go in, and it's this, a great way to do it's it. It's a great way. Five dollars adds up really quickly, and um, I, I think that's great. And these and the Malinois Foundation service animals, like you said, not a cheap. No, um, there's that. I, I watched that. Uh, same with, uh, but same with sharing place. Yes. I mean, to, sharing place. The cost of one family is about a thousand bucks. So for a year. So you're talking for. We're hoping to do from there about 60 or 70 families that we can get in this program. Um, the last part that we're doing on this is a new a new idea we came up this year, what we're trying, which is called Return the Love. And the idea is that we've, with all this stuff going back to the community thing like that, we wanted to figure out something to give back to our customers. So what this is going to be is that anybody who buys a car during this time will get entered into a contest. You have to just buy a new car. And then when we do the check presentations for these charities in March, we're going to have an event. You have to sh- You have to be there. Someone who bought the car, name on the contract, shows up back at that event, and we're going to draw one name out of that list and return three years of car payments at $300 a month. Wow. So someone's going to get almost $11,000 back to pay their car off. That, that, that ain't bad. Come March. So it's just another benefit of buying the car during this time period, and we're really excited about that one as well. And uh, 
like I said, I think this is one of the coolest things that uh, a business can do, and you guys have been very consistent on this is what we do. We want to give back to the community. Absolutely. Subaru does it, like I said, on a national level. The ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, and the National Parks Foundation. But then it's really cool that you can work with getting into local nonprofits. So the right. Sharing Place and the Malinois Foundation are there. Local nonprofits are working with this year. Get that oil change. Go in and buy a new car, and hey, you may get a yeah, little bit of return money back. on it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how we look at it. And so there's a couple other things in it. We'll talk about in the second hour. But we're super excited about this event. And if if you're holding off on buying a car and you want to wait, don't don't wait till January. Do it now, just so you can get that money to those nonprofits. Yeah, yeah. It's it means so much to these guys when we hand them those checks. And oh, I'm sure, and especially you know, kids who need grief counseling is a big thing. It's a really big thing. And. Like you said, it. There's a huge mental health yep. issue in this state, in this country, and we really need to work on it. Hats off to the Huntsman family. Yeah. Who just added that mental, the Mental Health mm-hmm. Institute at the University of Utah, donated $150 million to start a new mental health facility at the University of Utah Hospital. Pretty incredible. That is incredible. So get involved. Um, go and buy that car if you're getting into a new Subaru. Get, come down and do it now because uh, it will go into your community. And also, if you're getting that oil change, go to they do any make and model. And they will match. Uh, Mark Miller and Subaru USA will donate five dollars and each uh, one of those. for each one of those, for every oil filter sold. And if you get into that uh, new car, come March when they're presenting the check at that great event, they will do a drawing, and you may get some of your payments back. Yeah, so exactly. there's lots of incentives here for the community and for yourself. So really great. Yeah, really we'll great. talk about it a little more yeah. later in the show, but let's get we'll get into some news now. Far, let's do it. Should talk Jet- about strike. Should we let's get into the strike? Strike. I, uh, the UAW well, strikes it, over now. The but, strikes over, but, but there was a strike. There was a strike, and uh, and Ford didn't have to even make it to the strike, which is good. Yes, uh, yeah, it started with it. GM, correct? Yeah. And uh, I saw co- they believed it cost them upwards of three billion dollars during the strike, and uh, uh, now it moved on to the the UAW, which is the United Auto Workers, correct? Uh-huh. And uh, Jeff, just kind of, I, I'm kind of new to this strike, but you. I uh, wanted to get into it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the strike's a huge thing. Yes. GM means such a huge thing to this thing. So put it in perspective, the co- total car production makes about 1% of the GDP. Right. But it, GM accounts for a fifth of that. Wow. So essentially what they think is that that strike likely refu- reduced manufacturing output in, to affect the GDP by almost 02 or 0.3. That's a pretty big impact by one company on the, the entire, GDP of the, the country. entire U.S. Yes. Yes, co- the entire GDP. Country. It's a huge issue for the G- for the U.S. And so to have that be over is mm-hmm. an exceptionally important thing, and to have Ford be able to figure it out before it got to a strike, also a very important thing. So, luckily this week they voted on it. UAW they passed the deal. It's fifty six percent margin, so they're going to have a four year agreement with the UAW and Ford. So. Yeah, and it includes, uh, let's see, the UAW says it's including economic package of $11,000 per member signing bonus, performance bonuses, uh, two 3% annual raises, and two 4% lump sum payments, and uh, holding on health care costs and all that. And, uh, but also, Which I think is kind of funny. So <laughs> you're just talking about negotiation, right? It also says GM is going to close three U.S. factories, which is an interesting part of this. Yeah. Too. But anyway, back to what you were saying. But the interesting thing is that in order to close these things, they have a ratification bonus. Yeah. Right? So it's not like, okay, we're just going to negotiate this, get you guys all a raise, and things like that. Part of us closing this deal is you have to pay every one of our workers $9,000. Yeah. 
Like, isn't that a bribe to vote yes? I, I suppose it kind of sounds that way, right? Like, yeah, it's kind of a bribe, but but it is what it is, it, and I guess it's better they wanted their money up front versus over time. Yeah, uh, but it's certainly interesting, like you say, because of the size and effect on the GDP that that has. And auto manufacturing is such a large um, part of the workforce and economic. It does. And, it says, and Ford's saying it's going to create or retain over 8,500 jobs and $6 billion in investment over the next four years, which is That's $700 huge. million to the Dearborn Truck Factory for the next generation F-150, um, $1.1 billion at the Michigan Assembly in Wayne, $900 million in the Ohio Assembly. So, I mean, it's good news. Yeah, and also good uh, news for Ford, good news for the country. Good news for everybody, and uh, also temporary worker, workers. They've allowed some paid time off, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and, I think uh, they're trying to make all those temporary workers permanent too. But right. before the they say, I think they said by the end of the four years they'll make that permanent. Very cool. So, so uh, seems like a good deal. Apparently, forty-four percent of people didn't think it was a good deal. Right. But Maybe they wanted fifteen grand instead of nine grand. Yeah, maybe they wanted a little more money. <laughs> they were holding off for a yeah. higher check, maybe. But they get it done over fifty percent as a majority. The last time I checked. And uh, they get that thing done. So, interesting story out of the auto world as far as um, the workforce goes. Uh, Jeff, it is winter, or it's about here. And I wanted to get into winterizing cars. Because I think people don't really think about it until it's too late. And I'm sure you at the dealership and your service department see a lot of winter-related problems for cars. Absolutely. as uh, as, As snow falls for the first time. And uh, but some of the biggest things I would suppose are battery life, battery tires, windshields, things, uh, wipers, and things of that nature. Absolutely. I mean, I think from from our standpoint, uh, when we do, because our express will take a little extra time right this time of year to make sure that these things are good. So battery test is a big thing. Just Mm. don't run a battery test on your battery, make sure it's not failing. Like you said, just worrying about being in the middle of a parking lot right. and having your car not start one in the morning is not a good thing. Everyone has that fear. You're walking to your car and it's 10 degrees outside. Yeah. Like, so when they do make winter-specific windshield wipers that generally aren't a horrible idea. Make sure your windshield wiper fluid's full. That's a big one. Not a bad idea to get to go buy a little $50 safety kit. Yeah. $40 safety kit mm-hmm. and have it in your trunk. I didn't. I know I do for both my cars. I do as well. Um, just doesn't hurt to have it. Uh, make sure you've serviced your car before it breaks are good, things like that. Uh, big one that we see a lot on is tire pressure lights. And yes. what people don't understand the fact is when temperatures drop, so the as temperatures rise, air expands, mm-hmm. oxygen expands. As it drops, it, it, it compresses. So the, tire, the pressure in your tires as the air temperature drops will drop, and your tire lights will turn on because your air pressure in your tires has dropped. So if you notice that, you need to go to a service station and fill your tires up to the proper pressure again at the colder temperatures. So when it's 40 degrees outside versus 100, mm. your, your tire lights are going to go on. And driving with underinflated tires, it's more dangerous, less braking time, and also it's bad for your tires. Yeah, and you, You're going to get tire, faster tire wear. You're going to get cupping on the tire. It's, mm-hmm. it's bad to drive on underinflated tires. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to think of that the tire pressure varies from winter to summer, not only because the air spans like you're talking about, but they do have different specifications for the temperature outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't th- really think about it until it's too late. These are these things that are so easily prevented if totally you just is. think a little bit ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why almost, most new cars now have ty- tire pressure sensors in them. Yeah. Where they really didn't in the past. So, And it's alarming. No one likes to see that light go off on their, yeah, light their dash. Light comes on, oh, no. Yeah, like, and no, uh, you just need to put a layer in your tire. At least on mine, it looks kind of like a like a 
exclamation point with like yeah. a horseshoe under yeah. it, maybe that's, like a yeah. little U. That's your little tire. That's yeah. supposed to be a tire. Yes. Oh, okay. I get it. Now. It's yeah. like a tire. Right? Yeah. It's the outside rim of a tire. Yes. Oh, I'm getting it now. I see. Yeah. Know. So imagine like the wheel's not there. It's like yes. the way a tire would look if you'd look through the. I get part. it. Okay. So uh, my yeah. explanation was a little worse than yours. You, you the actually horseshoe makes the with horseshoe with an <laughs> explanation point in it. Yeah, I understand what it is. I think our BDC people, our phone people getting the phone calls, understand it. Yeah. They say there's a horseshoe with a light. Horseshoe there. with a. Yeah. yeah so, that's your tires. Yeah. And uh, like you say, most cars have that. And I, I think it's one that. People, a lot of people ignore the lights on their dash for some reason. I'm not that way. I panic if I see a light come on. I'm like, oh man, gotta, I gotta get in right now. I, I had my oil light just popped on the other day, and I was like, I'm like three thousand or three thousand miles away from my oil change. My motor just burned through a little extra oil. I put some in, but I'm glad I did because I didn't want to burn out an engine and just make my life completely worse. So um, that one comes on. I think a lot, especially this time of year, because you may go to. You may go to bed and it's like 50 degrees outside. You don't even think yeah. about it. You wake up in the morning, all of a sudden the light's on in your car. Most likely tire pressure and very easy to fix. You just drive in and you get it, put air in it, and it makes it better. So check that one. Also, like you said, keep your battery in check. Um, you can just pop the hood and take a look at it. If you've got, make sure it's clean, make sure all that's clean and looks good. Get that battery test. We don't think about batteries because you get like thousands and thousands of starts out of it, but then all of a sudden you might be out of luck, and you don't want that that to happen in the winter. Uh, I'm just looking at a website here. Winter tires. Winter tires are big. Yeah, I mean, we recommend winter tires. It really depends on the car, right? So I've never put winter tires on a Subaru. I'm not going up into deep backcountry. I'm going to the ski resorts and stuff like that, which is all paved roads. Like If if you're driving paved roads in a Subaru all-wheel drive, our recommendation has always been, if, especially if you're just living in Salt Lake, the all-wheel drive and all and all season tires should be sufficient to get you anywhere you want to go. Okay. If you're going up and down the canyons a lot, up and down big cottonwood things like that, then it might it's probably not a bad idea to throw some winter to have a winter set of tires to throw on, have some Blizzaks or something like yeah. that. But under general conditions in Salt Lake, you generally with a good all-wheel drive car, you can get away with that. If you don't have all-wheel drive, get winter tires. Yeah, I I had a uh, my first car was a. Dodge Neon, very light little car and that would not do front well wheel drive. Snow. I definitely and I lived on the winter. benches, oh, you know, yeah. above Skyline, and so I got winter tires. But I'm with you since I've had my Impreza, I've just gone all season tires. Mm-hmm. And uh, but like uh, my parents, they my dad works in Park City, so he's always put on his when he was driving a Forester, he always put snow tires on that because you never know when that storm's gonna hit Parley's Canyon. That's the thing is, and if you're going if you're going up and down canyons a lot. Then I'd recommend some winter tires. But if you're just sticking around Salt Lake and occasional time to the ski resort, you generally cannot can get away with having just a good all all wheel drive car with all season tires. Yes, and in a blizzard though, just drive safely. Yeah, that's the difference here. Slow down. I I I like when people say, "Oh, I've got snow tires, so I can do whatever I want." No, that's it. Just helps you when you drive to the conditions. For sudden braking, it's still not going to help. You're still going to slide. You're still going. Doesn't matter what the tire is. You're still going to slide. Um. Also, one thing that for winter driving, Jeff, is the outside kind of maintenance and uh, cosmetics. Mm-hmm. Get your car washed. Don't yeah. let the salt get corroding on you. Yeah, it that's the hard part with most people in the winter is that they yeah. they see, oh, it's just going to get dirty again. And why would, no reason to do it. But the idea is that that salt is nasty, especially on those sideboards, yep. the back part of your car. That's where you see the rust start and things like that. 
that salt that they put on the road is nasty for paint. Mm-hmm. So when you need to make sure that you, after a big storm, you're taking it to a car wash, at least, at least rinsing it off. You don't even need to necessarily wash the car. Just rinse the salt off. Just yeah. gotta, I mean, if you have a hose that's still working in your house, just get that salt off the side of the car for sure. Yeah, and it, it does more damage than you realize. It does a lot especially, of damage. Especially if you can go, you go through the whole winter, and you're right, people are just like, ah. That's what most of them want. I mean, you see the cars in the winter. Everyone's yeah. kind of nasty looking. And, and the they're just like, oh, I, I don't want to wash it. It's going to get dirty. I'm going to get splashed on the next time I drive down the road. But it, it is important if you want to keep the exterior of your car looking nice. And, uh, you know, hey, this year, go down, get yourself an oil change it. Yeah, we'll Down with you guys. Yeah, we they wash it anyway. Yeah, we'll wash the car while you have it. And bang, $5 to uh, the uh, Share the Love event. So that's one. Here's one I, I'm looking at a website that's kind of talking about um, some winterizing things. What about letting the car warm up? Always a good idea. Maybe yeah. not just start it and just start driving 100 miles an hour down yeah, the road. you generally want to let the car run for five or six minutes yeah. before it goes. Get, at least get it up. Or drive it slowly. Yeah. yeah. Get fuel into the system and let it warm up a little bit before you slam on it. Don't just, especially don't just slam on it when you get it. But yeah. just drive gentle while it's still. Those cars do need to warm up. It's better for your engine to let yeah. it go a little bit. That oil needs to thin out a little bit and get warm, and especially I always in the like winter. The, I always like the winter one where they talk about always drive with a half tank of gas in your car. I don't know who actually does that. <laughs> oh, my my dad always calls me in the winter and is like, "It can't be low in the winter. You're gonna ruin your car." And maybe that's just a there's that's a paranoia. Of a, there's somewhat of a myth on that. The idea of it is that yeah. a, a lower gas tank will produce condensation during the mm-hmm. winter, and mm-hmm. that can be bad for your car. There's some truth to that. The real thought behind it is, is if you ever get stranded, you don't want to run out of gas. Yes. So if you're ever in the middle of nowhere, you want to at least have some gas to keep your car warm every half hour for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's more the idea is to keep you safe. So that you don't get so you stranded don't somewhere. Yes, yeah. yeah. No one wants that. No, no one wants to freeze to death in some winter. And uh, like Jeff, coming back to something you said was have a little kit in your car. Yeah. What do you have in yours that kind of so keeps basic you feeling idea, good? Basic idea for a kit, you're going to want to have first aid kit, flares, right. flashlight, an ice scraper, a little little blanket in there, mm-hmm. some water, a little bit of food. Like, some granola bars. Yeah, that's what I've got big, in my trunk. Yeah. Jumper cables. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a big one. All right. A little bit of jumper cables in there. Like, I don't think you need – I mean, some of the places, if you go on, like, Bridgestone's site and I look back with the kit, like, they're wanting you to pack your entire trunk full of survival gear. Right. It's like, yeah, a p- bag of sand and a shovel. And Cat litter. A car Remember tool kit and a uh-huh. bottle of antifreeze and some extra jackets and coats. It's like, okay. like You need a reasonable kit in the back of your car. You usually can get a little 12 by 12 kit that will pretty much handle everything. Especially if you're in Salt Lake City proper – you're probably not going to get stranded somewhere. But it's not—it's never a bad idea to have a set of jumper cables in your car yes. during the winter, because you know, because if, if you have that, that at least someone can come help you, and you don't have to go get them. And you say, "Hey, I've got jumper cables. Just please, do you mind pulling up pull here? Pull your car yeah. over next to me for a second. Yeah. Exactly. So, and uh, also, you can help other people. We can all be citizens of the world, and you can help jump other you can people. Pay it forward. Yes. Uh, we all do that where we're shuffling along in a cold day. Sometimes you got to stop and help. But somebody. at the very minimum, everyone should have a brush and an ice scraper in their car. Yeah, don't be that person that is using their arm or their coat. Well, not necessarily <laughs> that, but and also scrape the whole windshield. Don't, don't be that. Just scrape that little, little hole, tiny the square. Little, like, yes, twelve inch hole in the yes. like, <laughs> Yep, we've all we all think that person is going to get someone killed today yeah. until their defroster gets the powered up. All their windows are completely yep. covered yep. except for just this little hole yep. that they're looking at. The Brush your windshield. car off. Get it. Get it. Uh, Get it. It's one thing I've learned since I don't have a garage anymore, and so I've had to. I get parked in the elements a little bit more than I've been used to, 
And uh, you just got to take that extra time. And in fact, you can mix things while your car is warming up a little bit. Then you know, just scrape it off. Be safe for for everyone around you. Um, well, let's get rid of the stigma in Utah where as soon as it snows, everybody loses their mind and forgets how to drive. Let's all work one person let's at a time. First, let's get the first snowstorm. Let's let's all drive slower. Yes, let's, let's all drive the conditions. Let's let's, let's do it together. So uh, yeah, winter it's coming as they say on Game of Thrones. It'll be here before you know it, and hopefully we, you know, hopefully we have a good winter like we did last year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a good rule of thumb for when it's snowing outside on snow-covered road. So if you think that you have on a, a standard thing, what you have three or four seconds is what they say, right? Stay three to four seconds right. behind the car in front of you. When you're talking in the winter, make that six to ten. Like that's a good rule of thumb. Yes, and yet people still drive right behind each other but yeah and i i don't when it storms i don't even go on the freeway it's nasty i just take the side roads all the way to work it's supposed to happen pretty soon right when's the next is there a snowstorm next week i think, I think so. it's supposed to rain on wednesday i had an idea for the poll question okay. while we're talking about winterizing cars and the the idea that people forget to drive here <laughs> in utah why don't we put the poll question as worst snow dr- storm driving experience story all right yeah call us in put the phone number out there or on twitter 855-340-ZONE or you can follow i'm on twitter at ap lizer you can tweet at me and uh we can get your stories worst snow driving experience um my uh i remember my pet peeve or pet or like pet peeve of bad winter drivers kind of thing when i was 15 i had my permit i drove through parley's canyon in one of the biggest blizzards i can remember White knuckled six miles an hour because I was terrified. <laughs> My dad just laughing at me because oh, I'm sure because you know he's from northern Minnesota and you know winter driving is second nature to those people up there. They get on their their sleighs and they drive around. So uh, that that was probably one of the worst I can remember. I have a I have a similar story. My I have family that lives in Boulder and I had to drive through like on eighty through uh, Wyoming. In, in like, oh yeah, that's in like never fun. Snow, you hear a lot of those snows. Oh, uh, over the three sisters, I remember it was, and uh, yeah, that that was rough. In Utah, they always say avoid like Cedar City, the Cedar Breaks. Yep. When you see a winter storm going through, because I've, I've definitely gone through there in a winter storm. Yeah, that's that's no fun. So yeah, call us up. Um, anyone who calls will be entered to win that MM Direct Pass, uh, which will they'll change your oil and they'll also come and get your car if you can't. Uh, make it down to the dealership within 20 miles of the dealership. They'll be able to come pick you up or pick up the car and bring it back to you. Uh, Austin has done it before, uh, right here at the station. So uh, make sure you call us, get involved, or uh, get entered in that. And uh, we want to hear your snow driving stories as winter is around the corner. Uh, later in the show, we're going to get into uh, SEMA and down there in Vegas and some accessories coming to Subaru. Also, kind of that event in general. Uh, it's a cool event. All the car the car people converge on Las Vegas, and uh, there's car shows and you know aftermarket things, and it, it's a pretty cool event. And uh, also we'll get back into the Subaru Share the Love event uh, down in uh, that will be that has just started last yep, Thursday. Started on Thursday. And Jeff will tell you about some of the local nonprofits um, that are involved in that: the Malinois Foundation and the Sharing Place. Uh, two great things that uh, Mark Miller Subaru. Are, they're getting involved with to help some people out. So we'll get more into that. If you're on the line, we'll get back to you on the other side. First, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back on Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru here on the Zone Sports Network. 
You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Utah Car Sense here on uh, The Zone Sports Network. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, I'm Adrian Leiser here with Jeff Miller. And... uh, we are talking winterizing your cars. We're also talking Subaru Share the Love event. We're also talking a little college football in the break. Uh, fun sports weekend here in Salt Lake City. Last night it was all about the basketball teams as uh, Utah got the, the win over Minnesota at home. BYU went on the road and hit a buzzer beater to win down there. Utah State got the win. UVU got the win. So uh, basketball last night, football today as uh, Utah takes on UCLA. Big-time favorites in that game, home game against the Bruins. I know you're excited about this one. You're not a big fan of uh, UCLA. I'm not a UCLA fan the least bit, so I want to see them get beat and beat heavily. And uh, I think I would. I can't even go Tom Barberry on this one because they're going to win by way more than five. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, (laughs) twenty. Utah by twenty-five. Trust me. Yeah, I think it's (laughs) it's going to be. I think it's going to get ugly for the Bruins today. Is uh, I'm they're... hoping so. I mean, just can't come in overconfident. Just play Utah, play their game. I think their defense is so much better than UCLA's offense yeah. that UCLA shouldn't get more than 14 points on the board. So it might be a lot of wins this weekend for local college sports. Unfortunately, the Jazz dropped one last night in a close one. Had one taken from them. They, uh, <laughs> they had one. The two-minute report's going to be interesting because can't go back in time. Even the – you watch the – the uh, replay of that and uh oh it was obvious the the guy looked the like he knew was, he and the official was behind him yeah he'd had no visual of it just guessed that he hit the ball like that's yeah. you make what you do is you make the call then you can review it i agree that's what the challenge is for especially in those final couple minutes so uh bummer on that one but uh, the jazz will be back home on monday against the minnesota timberwolves so should be fun uh to play at six and uh i'm not sure what byu i think Kicks off at 2 o'clock. So uh, a lot of fun here in the state of Utah when it comes to college football. And, of course, Weber State on the road in Montana. That's a big one. So we'll get, keep you posted maybe on some scores later on in the show. But first, let's get out to the phone lines as uh, we have Ben, who was patiently waiting on the line as we went to break. Ben, how are you? And uh, welcome to Utah Car-, Car Sense. I'm doing good. Good. What do you got uh, for us today? Oh, it's uh, not my story. It's a friend's story. But... Uh... He was, during the wintertime, driving his Jeep Cherokee with, a, like, a four-inch lift, and he had the uh, ratcheting lockers in the back. And what he tells me is, is that those things with the ratcheting lockers are actually kind of bad on the snow because of the way that the wheels turn at the same time. Mm. But anyway, whether that's true or not doesn't matter because he was going real slow, being real careful on the uh, spaghetti bowl. Yeah, those really, really steep turns on the freeway on ramps. He was driving real careful and snow, slow, and that was not fun for the car behind him. So the car uh-huh. honked at him and passed him, might have given him the number one salute. <clears throat> and a few hundred feet in the, in, the, in, the, in the distant future, my friend then passed that guy who had slammed into the barrier wall. Oh, <laughs> yep, that always happens. That's not good. That's too bad. Well, it's kind of funny though yeah <laughs> you know what it's but anyway it, well thanks no for, no no it's not it's not funny not funny i'm sorry no no we won't laugh at it either well hey thanks no, for the no. call ben appreciate sure. it sure have a good one yeah that that's isn't that kind of what you know a little bit of 
as long as the person's okay, you know, yeah. when, when that person honks at you and speeds off, yeah, and they, when it's and then they get pulled over, there's yeah. a little, a little self, karma there. There's a little there's, karma there. Little satisfaction. Yeah. And uh, I, that happens in the winter too, when people think that you, you can't be in that big of a hurry. Everyone will understand. Yeah, you're gonna this, get where you're gonna go. Just yeah. like give yourself a little more time. If you gotta go get your kids to school, leave ten minutes earlier, fifteen minutes earlier. Just make understand the fact that if it's snowing it's going to take you longer don't yep. leave at the exact same time expect you're going to make it cuz then you have to rush check and you know if you I, rush you're going to hurt somebody check the weather before you go to bed if it's going to snow overnight be prepared yeah so you can make sure you shovel your driveway too and all yes. that, all the fun stuff exactly or or have your kids go out and shovel the driveway and you drink your coffee in the morning you know, i need older kids Soon, I rent a few. They they become older, right? Yes, yeah. they they That's get happens, older. Right? Eventually. They keep getting older. Yeah. They get older eventually. <laughs> so uh, that uh, great story. Thanks, Ben, for calling in. If you have a story of some winter driving, um, some some trials in the winter, let us know. Call us in or anything you want to talk about uh, car related here on Car Utah Car Sense eight five five three four zero zone. Uh, Jeff, let's get into SEMA, the car show slash Part show slash accessory show that goes down in Vegas every single year. Uh, I asked you about it before the show if you guys are involved in that. Uh, you haven't really been, but you will be. And uh, some new things coming to the Subaru world. Yeah, we have a game plan. Next year, we're, we're, we're going to send a team down there next year to work on some of our accessorizing things. We, we started a program about three or four years ago called MM Design, and the idea was to try and create specialized Subarus, like aftermarket, special design features. We do a lot of it at our Southtown store. So a gentleman named Matt Hendry, um, he kind of manages that program for us, one of our sales managers. And uh, we've probably put lift kits on over 75 or 100 cars at this point. Wow. Yeah, we, so we can put anywhere from an inch and a half to a two-inch lift. We put them on Foresters, Crosstracks, Ascents. Do people take the – and they would take them four-wheeling or – maybe not that, but – I think the vast majority of the people that are buying a lift it? kit from us is, is for look. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's, it just looks cool Yeah, to have a little bit of lift. We're starting to look at doing some new stuff with grill guards and winch kits and cool things as far as, like, mounting racks. Yeah. Just trying to it, – the idea is just to try and make it look a little cooler car. Different tire, different tire and wheel packages just because – there's a lot. There's a big portion of this world that they want. They want to not just buy a stock car, and if we if we don't provide that service for them, they're going to go somewhere else and do it. And so we want to figure out if we can if we can get good at that and do it for them. But yeah. we've created some really cool looking cars. Being unique is pretty cool, especially if you can mm-hmm. do it with your car. I mean, some people are oh, I don't like that car. It looks weird. no. Well, that person is just expressing themselves through their car. Yeah, totally. So I, I, I find that cool. And Subaru's moving that direction now. They just came out this year. They've come out with a new turbo Outback called the Onyx Edition. That thing is cool. Yeah. So the yeah. Onyx Edition is a turboed Outback, but it's not leather. It's actually got a new. It's called Subatex or something like that. It's a new interior that's supposed to be a waterproof interior. So it's built for going off road and taking your car into the elements and. So we're exci- excited about that car. They're, it's it's kind of their move into what they're going to be calling the Wilderness Edition, mm. which will come out in about two years from now, which will be a Subaru factory vehicle. So from the factory built that way, no ad, which will have pretty much lift kits on it, all-terrain tires. I mean, <laughs> That sounds awesome. They're trying to go against what Jeep does in the Trailhawks. So the Trailhawk editions on all the Jeeps, mm. they're doing that same idea. So we'll have a Forester and an Outback version where it's an off-roading version of the Outback and Forester. And then wow. we're really pushing Subaru in the next few years to try and get him to come out with a true Wrangler competitor. Because there's really nothing out there. And maybe something like the... Like a true rock-crawling, like, yeah. built-to-be-a-rock-crawler Subaru. Because uh, Subaru recently came out last couple of years with the Ascent, which is kind of the big 
big truck version of the or SUV version of the Subaru, but something that's more of a throw some fat tires on it and be able to cl- climb on some trails, something like that. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, this car is going to be. I mean, they're going to build it to be a trail. That's awesome, climber. They'll build an all-wheel drive system specifically for it, transmissions for it. I mean, it's going to be built to be a rock crawler, and we're hoping, we're trying to get them to do it. We haven't heard anything yet, but we do know the Wilderness Edition packages will be coming up for sure. And uh, uh, that that kind of thing, like the waterproof seats, matter more than you would think. Oh, for sure. Especially if you're out camping, you get hit with a rainstorm, you want to sit in your car and and ride through it. Uh, those are or you maybe you come off a rafting trip or something. I, I think that's a great idea. Put a little lift kit on it. Um, on an Outback, I, th- I want to see what that looks like. I think that's pretty cool. And uh, you showed me a picture of a winch kit that they're putting on the front of Crosstrex. Yeah, we just saw it at SEMA. One of my fr- friends of mine at SEMA I've done some business with in the past sent me an email saying, hey, you got to see this Crosstrek winch kit thing. So we're going to start looking at it and maybe put one or two on a car. But the idea is it's just a new front grill guard with lights, and you can have a little winch built in that's hooked onto the frame. And it's got a, I mean, you put a 4,000-pound, 5,000-pound winch on that thing. That's, that, that's not bad yeah. at all. So, I don't know, cool. that, it's one of those things where you put a winch in the front of the car and it never gets used. It's just there to look, just to look cool. But well, it would look cool yeah, either way. Right? It's like you know, I, I I liken it to when you're picking, when we go and when we pick a color of our car, or maybe we pick the interior color and we say, oh, I like that red leather interior, and that's what I want. And it, it's similar to these, you know, people who really want to soup up the exterior of the car and make it look different. Mm-hmm. I, I liken it to the same exact thing. Yeah, people put. We do that with people on interiors too. Where people want to put leather kits in and yeah, change, change exactly. the color of their interiors, and we try and tell people don't go too crazy because eventually you're going to want to sell this car. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had this person. Oh my gosh, I'll never forget it. It was I was when I was new car manager. Sort of in late 2000s, and somebody bought just a basic, a premium, basic legacy sedan. And wanted to add leather. And so, okay, we bring out our leather packet. Here's your options. Mm. And he picks a bright blue leather. All right. So it was a blue legacy sedan with bright blue leather in it. It was so ugly. It was <laughs> oh, it was bad, so huh? So bad. Oh, my gosh. I, I can't imagine she ever was able to sell that car again. Yeah, that's one you maybe sit on for a while. Or you find that other person. All you need is one person to really like it. That's true. Right? And, uh, you know, you sit on. You see, like, old uh, WRXs and old STIs that are a couple hundred thousand miles, and people want to buy those because of what they look like. So It is very true. Speaking of cars, we actually just got, we just sold, I don't know if you've, ever, you've heard of the S209. I've not. You heard of this? So Subaru came out with a special edition STI this year called the S209. They used to, these S version cars used to only be available in Japan. Yep. STI, special edition car. And they decided to release it in Utah or in the United States, and so they released 209 of them. I have it up in front of me. From Japan with love is what it says. Uh-huh. That is a sw- the STI is like my dream car. I'm not going. And this lie. is a yeah. $65,000 STI. Yes. S209. So we actually so they they released them, and since there's there's 630 retailers out there in the country, they only made 209 of them. So only one in three dealers actually got one. Each one of our stores got one. So we sold. They we delivered one on. Wednesday. Sold it already. Like they were pre-ordered. So oh, okay. When they announced them. They were gone. So <laughs> dude, the interesting thing, what we did with it, which is a really cool idea, and I'm gonna give a shout out to one of my product specialists for coming up with it, is we have a policy in our stores that we don't mark up cars. Right. So we do not mark a car. We will not sell a car for higher than MSRP. That's our policy. So this is a car that if you go to California, go to some of these retailers out there, have them. They're asking for five, ten thousand over 
sticker mm. for someone to buy this car. So we have a policy that we don't do that. We sell the car for sticker. It is what it is. Someone gets a great deal. They get a great deal. So one of my sales guys said, your, your problem with that is, is that essentially you're giving the customer money, right? So if, car, if the market value of a car is $80,000 right. and you sell it to them for sixty-five, they just made $15,000 because they could go sell it somewhere else and make that, make make that, that money. Profit, yeah, right? yeah. So he came up with a great idea. So what we ended up doing is we asked, we told the people that if you want to put your name on the list and you want to buy this car, part of our requirement for this is you have to make a $5,000 donation to one of our Love Promise charity partners. And both both the people who signed up agreed. So we got a check for, he wrote, they wrote a check to transfer money for $5,000 wow. to Recycle Utah as part of this delivery on one of them. and. The other one, I think, is splitting there is between ASPCA and Make-A-Wish, if I remember Very right. Very cool. So we're going to raise $10,000 for charity as part of selling these cars, which is awesome. You know, a great idea. And also, uh, thank you to the people who purchased the cars as well. Yeah, they made, and they got to make the donation. We didn't do it at all. It's their check, their write-off, their everything they want to do. We, didn't, we, just, we just kind of played middleman. And what is uh just so if people don't know Recycle Utah? What do so Recycle Utah on? is uh it's one of our Love Promise partners. It's our Subaru Loves the Earth partner, and it's a organization out of Park City that just does education and they have a recycling center and provides education around recycling and how we can better take care of the environment and recycle. We do a lot of educational events and things like that for the Northern Utah market. Well, you know, I I. I think that's one of the cool things you guys do. You have kind of a uh, you're getting less emissions out of your dealerships. Um, you have uh, recycling all over that. You have uh, I know you put so- solar panels. There's a lot that has gone into. Mm-hmm. I I haven't been to the Southtown store. Yeah, same idea there. But I know the Midtown store does. Yeah, we've got over between the two stores. We have over 1,100 or 1,200 solar panels between the two locations. And call me a millennial, whatever you want. I think that's very cool that you guys do that because. Uh, and not only is it I, great, love, I love the idea of even if it, uh, even if you're at a car dealership, let's work on reducing impact on the planet. And not only is it the right thing to do, but it's good for business. Yeah. Like we, I mean, we literally it saves us between the two locations. We save over three or four thousand dollars a month in power bills from that. It's paid for it. It'll pay for itself. So in, business it savvy pays, too. Yeah, it pays yeah. for itself for four or five years. Fiscally responsible yeah, and it hel- and it's responsible to the it's planet responsible as well. Responsible for everything. Uh, we'll get back to the S209 because I kind of have it uh, yeah, We'll talk up. about that a little more. <laughs> I have it pulled up in front of me and uh, the new boxer engine looks very interesting, Jeff. Yeah. I don't want to get into that. Uh, but let's get back out to the phone lines. We have got Ann on the line for us. Ann, how are you? Welcome to Car Sense. Just fine. I enjoy your show very much. Thank you know, you. Thanks, I try to listen every Saturday. Uh, I'm from the Black Hills of South Dakota, okay. where we know how to drive in the snow, right? <laughs> yep. And how to take Black care of your Hills? cold, cold cars. What? And you have cold cars and learn how to make them start when it's cold. Yeah. Well, anyway, we've had eight feet of snow before. Oh, I, wow. I don't know when it was, 93 or whatever, but 83. We had eight or nine feet of snow. Wow. But anyway, what I'd like you to tell me is, would you please, sometime during your show, the next hour, go through the list of uh, winterizing things that you must have? I, I didn't have a pen to write it down when you first started going through them. Yeah, not a problem at all. Yeah, we'll go through it in the second hour. We'll yeah, make sure we'll to go that. back through that. Yeah, will you please? Yeah, no problem. No problem, man. 
Okay, I enjoy your show very much. All right, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we'll get back into it. Yeah, we'll, yeah we'll go back to that again. That's a good idea. And uh, a lot of them were very, they're just very easy things. A lot of it's preventative. You look at it before mm-hmm. the winter hits. and uh, A lot of it is in case something happens. And, and then a lot <laughs> of it is in case something happens. So, uh, and hey, if you learn to, if you learn to uh, drive in the, the in South Dakota with eight feet of snow, you can drive in Salt Lake City. Totally. And uh, we, we've got mild winters compared to what the Midwest has. So, yeah, we'll get back into that later on in the show. Uh, but this S209, uh, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's very cool. Uh, it looks like the uh, they've redesigned or uh, they've upgraded the Subaru Boxer engine that they put in these cars, Jeff. 341 horsepower, 0 to 60 in less than 5 seconds. Yeah. That's so, about 40 horsepower on from a standard SDI motor, which is yeah. already an insanely crazy yeah. car. But 341 horsepower, they say under five seconds, zero to 60 car. They've optimized the intake system. The exhaust system's all new. The drivetrain's all new. Carbon fiber roof, carbon fiber fin on it, specialized tires and brakes, Brembo's. They've got a new uh, intercooler water spray system. So you have a little uh, thing on the steering wheel where you can splash water into the intercooler to cool the temperature to get your all burst right. of power. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a Fast and the Furious car. Yeah, comes with... Uh, Really nice, brand, like uh, their exclusive tires that Dunlop created for the vehicle, especially formulated for this car. So they're 19s, but it's a special. I mean, they're literally. How much does a set of those tires run? I haven't priced it out, but I can't, can't imagine. Be, They've got to be, be three, four, five hundred bucks a piece. Yeah. At least. Specialized tires, that sounds about yeah, And they're right. summer tires, so this is a car that come wintertime, don't drive it. Yeah. You put, they're, those are slicks. I mean, you try and put those on a wet road, you're going to be in big yeah. trouble. Uh, I have a question on this. When I don't, what goes into bringing a car that is not available in the United States? The Subaru Japan, they they set it up that a couple can come across, come across, and is that a? So they still have to take it through the whole process. So yeah, they have to go through NHTSA. They have to go through all that. It has to get fully approved for U.S. safety standards, which is a, a which is crazy because there's no way they're making money on these cars. Right. Because the idea is to. To go through all that process and all that development to sell 209 cars, there's no way. Right. <laughs> like, it's, this is a halo thing. This is to create news, to create hype, and get people excited. Yeah, because it, it can't be a, yeah, a by savvy time, business The move. amount of money it costs just to get through the approval process at NHTSA is crazy. So, that I, I get it. That, so, they're really just, it's kind of like a, hey, we're, we're bringing back the STI for a limited release. and Well, they still have the STI. This isn't a replacement. Oh, okay. This is just a, a model, a special edition release of the STI on top of the STI. They are named, they are plated, so they have uh, number plates on them. Oh, very cool. So the inside, the two we had, we have number one forty nine and one fifty four, and so not only is it plated on the on by the shifter knob, it's plated on the engine as well. It has an engine. So plate you know it's yours and unique. This is number one forty nine. This is the number you had. And they match, and but um, it's a lot stiffer than a regular STI. The guy. Who bought? It. He said he only drove it three miles because he had to drive it straight to the Clearbrow place. Oh, <laughs> but he um he said when he Smart went move. when he curved out of the he didn't curve out but when he went out and made his right turn to the thing, it was so stiff that one of the wheels came off the ground. Wow! Yeah, it's a very stiff vehicle. That's low to the ground. It's too. got built-in dampers, STI it's stiff it has stiffeners, a tower bar, suspension bushings. It's a lot more stable than a standard car. This is where do you drive something good, like that? I mean, from a daily driver thing, this would be a pretty stiff car to be driving around on a daily driver. That that sits in your when you've got a a hanger of a garage. You know, when you've got a car collection, that sits there and people look at it and they enjoy it. It's a six piston, 
front and two piston rear Brembo brakes, which are not cheap. Uh, that is not a cheap brake system. Yep, a $65,000 car, Jeff, that you talked about. That would be the most expensive Subaru we have ever seen. Was it cool, though, That's when you got cool. to take yeah. a look at it? Yeah, so we saw the first one, and um, during our VIP party, we walked down and looked at the other one that was locked in our shop because right. they were going to clear brought yesterday. I think they're delivering it today, if I remember right, to a, our customer from Idaho. Very cool. Well, yeah, that comes in two colors. Silver and? Nope. Oh. White and blue. White and blue. White okay. and WRX blue. That classic WRX blue. Yeah. Everyone knows that yeah, color. W, it, it actually has its own color. It's yeah. WR blue. It's World Rally blue. That's the name of the color. I love those those old Rexies. Yeah. Those are cool. That's got a cool red pinstripe around the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the SDI and the it, blue is comes a with cool the gray car. wheels. So the blue's got okay. gray wheels on it, right. and then the white has the gold wheels. Okay. The satin gold. So uh, next time when the uh, Recaro race seats in it, <laughs> would it be the S10, the S210? Maybe would be the next edition. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they do this again, but. It's cool. I mean, it, you well, get congratulations that, to those you two get in people. You get that car; it down. feels like a race car. Yeah, all manual transmissions, obviously. But people are excited about it. And Very I, cool. I mean, you, you can't get one. No, but they're excited that they exist. You might. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe you could find one out there in the world. Well, during the next break, I'll go on Auto Trader and see if there are any of them out there in the world still. Yeah, we'll we'll let you know if and you're what the markup is on right. the ones that are still out there. Yeah. My guess is that they're still out there because I mean, the crazy thing is there were some. Big retailers, like some of the top 10 retailers in the country that because of customer service, because Subaru gave these cars out not by volume, they gave it out by customer service score. Really? Which was amazing by Subaru. So they distributed Man, these so cars. Man, so many smart ideas. <laughs> they distributed these cars by who had the best customer service scores. And, of course, you guys got a couple. Yeah, so we got one of our, both of our stores are very top rated, and um, we each of our stores qualified, and so we got one at each store. How many... Uh, just for my just knowledge sake, how many Subaru dealerships are there in the United States? Okay, so the top third maybe. Yeah, so it took only one in three Subaru retailers got, even saw one, had the opportunity to sell one. And then two of them were Mark Miller's. Yeah, two of them were us. That's very that's awesome. Yeah, and so one of our stores sold both of them, but we ended up transferring the other customer to the Midtown store, so they sold it there. But yeah, but that's awesome. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, so one in three Subarus got to experience that. And I, I'm sure a lot of uh, car manufacturers kind of do something like this, where they have a limited release on something cool. And uh, the STI is one of the coolest cars out there. Someday when I'm filthy rich, I'll call you up and say, hey, hold one of those limited releases for me. <laughs> I'll even learn how to drive a manual transition. It's pretty I cool. I can get to second gear, but that's about as good as I can get. So uh, that's, that's a cool story. And uh, if you missed it, uh, they talked about how they brought these S209s over. And... Uh, Jeff and his sales group, they worked out a deal with the people who purchased him. Who don They each donated $5,000 to a local charity, uh, Recycle Utah, in this case, and the ASPCA and Make-A-Wish. So, very cool. Yeah, and before we go to break, I'm going to pitch this one out there. And okay. I'm pitching this for one of our competitors, but they're great guys, and we do a lot of work with them. But the guy, they, according to Auto Trader, the guys at Young Subaru have one. Oh. And it's showing available. I don't know if it's sold or not, but it's showing on Auto Trader right now that there is one at Young Subaru right now. And uh, can, so we, say, have, can we say the have, price on it? If you have $66,638, it could be yours. I have uh, one of my good friends who's trying to get one of the early 2001s from Japan to get it shipped over with like 200,000 miles on it because <laughs> that's how much he wants to drive one of those STIs. So he loves you, those old versions. If you run the country... There are 20 of them. 20 left. If Showing you, 20 of them. You've got $66,000 laying around. Let's get see out if there's one. any 
So I'll tell you some of the markups on it. So 66, that'd be sticker. 65, that'd be sticker. 66, that'd be sticker. Oh, there's one. 75,999. Yep. <laughs> so there's a, there's a solid $10,000 markup on that one. Sticker, sticker, sticker. Contact dealer for price. <laughs> <laughs> so that can't be cheap. So you guys sold yours as soon as they became available. So as soon as they got announced, we had phone calls. Yeah. People saying, how do I get on a list? And so at that point, that's when we came up with the idea and to start a list. And we started a list about, we were about five deep on our list. So we had five people on the list. We just said, hey, if we get more than, I don't think we're getting more than one per store if we're lucky. So if we get more, we'll put more on there. But otherwise, sorry, like, that's it. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, check it out online. That's a cool car. If you're, if, you, if you're a car person and you enjoy looking at fast cars and, like Jeff said, it's like sitting in a race car, that ST, uh, STI 209. So uh, on the other side, we're going to take a quick break. We're still taking your phone calls. If you called, and if you call for the next hour, you will be entered to win an MM Direct Pass, and that comes with an oil change. Uh, if you're within 20 miles of the dealership, they'll even come pick up your car. Uh, we're going to get back into some of the things. We had Ann call in uh, asking about some things to do as your car heads into the winter months. Uh, we'll get back into that. And also the Share the Love event is underway um, for the uh, for uh, Subaru USA and, of course, for uh, Mark Miller Subaru as they are working with two local uh, nonprofits that are both very great causes. And we'll talk about how you can uh, help and get money to people who need it in these programs through these two foundations. So we'll get back into that. Also, uh, I had a cool car experience this week. And uh, we want to get into that a little bit as well as the the Miller family opened up the vault, as it were, and uh, brought out a couple of pieces of American history that were cars. And uh, I got to see them in person. We'll kind of talk about that. I'm sure you've seen the cars as well, Jeff. They're very cool. And we'll get into that as it overlaps with a uh, Hollywood film that comes out this week. We're getting into all that on the next hour of Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru here on the Zone Sports Network.